Oh, what is the upskis, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. This is episode 58, and this is my weekly recap show where I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows, give you the recap, give you the review, let you know what's going on in both of those companies, and let you know if there's any good matches that you should go out of your way to check out, or if you should just skip the wrestling entirely for that week. So, let's get into it. As always, we're going to start off with... Monday Night Raw, they were in Florida this week, and they started to show off with this really awesome video package introducing all of the participants that are going to be taking place in the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament, and also on top of that, they got the new rosters are in effect now, so the draft is done, everyone's been drafted, and now it's all in effect, so we're, we're going to be seeing that going forward from now on, and that was a really, really good video package, like, it almost reminded me of like the old school, like early 2000s, late 90s video promos that were like hype you up. Now it didn't have like Puddle of Mud or like that kind of music playing in the background, but it was a well done promo. It actually got me really excited. It did a good job hyping up all the competitors in it. It was good. I liked it. So I'm going to give it a thumbs up for that. And then you got Cody Rhodes coming out. He is in his home, away from home. He gets a huge reception from the Florida crowd. Uh, kind of hinting at the you know his run in AEW, so that was nice. Cody shows off the bracket for the tournament, starting with the first round of four triple threats. I mean, oh, fuck yeah, dude. That is how you open a show, just with the video package, Cody Rhodes coming out, hyping everything up. I was fucking amped. And I mean, yeah, I, I was extremely high on edibles, so maybe my judgment was a little bit clouded this show, but I was fucking hyped up and ready to go, man, so... And we're kicking off with one of the first triple threats of the night. We got Seth Rollins versus Damian Priest versus Shinsuke Nakamura. We got a kick fest in the middle of the ring. All men showing off the educated feet and they all collapse in the middle of the ring. That was awesome. Thumbs up for that. Priest takes a stomp. Shinsuke breaks that pin up. Shin about to take Seth's head off with uh, King Shasha. Instead, it is Damian who takes the head off. Oh my god. Thumbs up for that. Seth, out of nowhere, off of the top rope, crushes Shinsuke. Pedigreed pins and advances to the semifinals. And damn, dude, that was a great match. Didn't need any of the weapons or and no shenanigans, man. No interference from Judgment Day. Just three dudes whooping some ass. Really good pace to the, to the beginning of this match. I mean, it, it's a little bit obvious that Seth Rollins was going to win this one, but I, you know, they didn't use the thing about triple threats or fatal four ways, anything like that. More often than not, you're going to have one of the competitors that just kind of rolls out of the ring and he's just kind of gone or he's just kind of watching from the ground and the other two are fighting inside. They're not doing that as often as they usually do. A lot of the time, it's actually like three guys in there whooping each other's ass, just one after the other after the other. So I really enjoyed that pace. Good, freaking great triple threat to start off the show. We got an 8 out of 10. We got Imperium backstage announcing that Gunther will be here next week. They find the tag champions, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, they just want to, you know, they're just hanging out. They don't want to be bothered right now. But Imperium decide to bother them a little bit. And it's quite funny. They're just screaming and yelling, being really, really annoying. And they're going to fight 
later on. Really good introduction for Imperium, even though, I mean, they're already pretty well known, but they're new on Raw, so they're just making themselves very known that they are here. And Kevin Owens, man, oh my god, he's so freaking funny, I love this guy. <laughs> the, the one thing, he's like, what do you think of that turtleneck? Like, are you fucking serious, dude? That was so freaking funny, thumbs up for that. We got Otis with Chad Gable and Maxine Dupree versus Mustafa Ali. Ali gets turned inside out on a short arm. Great sell freaking right there with that clothesline. Lovely. Chad and Maxine start to argue on the outside. This distracts Otis. He messes up. Mustafa hits the 450 splash. And Mustafa Ali picks up a W. Oh, wow. That is impressive. Crowd cheering Chad and booing Maxine. So that's good. I mean, Chad Gable's the man. Maxine sucks. Match was uh, a reverse squash match. I mean, it was all Otis. And yeah, with a little bit of distraction there, it worked. It was actually pretty decent. We got round one. We got the next triple threat match here. It is The Miz versus Finn Balor versus Cody Rhodes. We got Finn Balor. He grabs The Miz in a headlock so Cody can hit a double cutter. Uh, Just looked really staged there. It looked like there were like... Cody was waiting for it. He was already ready. And Finn was like, oh, shit. And he had to get up and kind of get in position there. Just kind of stuck out, so I had to ride it down. Cody then hits a crossroads on Finn Balor. Miz tries to steal the pin, but Cody quickly back in. Hits 33 crossroads on the Miz. And then out of nowhere, Brock Lesnar arrives. And he obliterates Cody Rhodes. Still very pissed off about last week. Finn hits a coup de grace. For the huge upset win right here. I mean, I thought 1,000% Cody Rhodes is going to win this. Nope, I got swerved. It's Finn Balor. And Finn Balor decides he's going to get the hell out of here. He cheeses it. And a good match, man. Like, Cody was dominating mostly. With a little flash of the Miz in there and a little pinch of Finn Balor. I liked it. 7 out of 10. Then Lesnar, he's not done yet. He puts Cody through a table and asked him... What would you like to talk about? I mean, that's that's some good shit right there, Brock. I'll give you a thumbs up. Brock challenges Cody to a match at Night of Champions. And, well, hot diggity. I, I definitely got swerved right there. Thought for sure it was going to be Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. But it was nice to see Brock again, man. Like, this, what is this now? Three, four weeks in a row we've had Brock Lesnar. Might be his... His most consistent run since like 2012, 2013, but um, he was very, very intense. I I was into that. I really liked how Brock robbed Cody of the championship opportunity here. He was very hyped up to go get this title, and Brock just took it away from him. So I like that part of the storyline. It's going to add a lot of heat and hatred, so well done. Much better than doing the security coming out and breaking you guys up. I mean, security did come out there, but they were so terrified of Brock because he was so fucking intense, they didn't go near him. So it was good. I really liked this. Thumbs up. We got Rhea Ripley with Dom Mysterio versus... Dana Brooke. Oh, wow. It's It's been a minute since we've seen Dana Brooke. Let's see how it goes for her. It doesn't go well. because <laughs> Before she even gets in the ring, bro, I was laughing so hard at this. I felt so bad, but I couldn't help myself but laugh. Dana Brooke tries to high-five fa- uh, high a young fan in the crowd, and he just cold shoulders her so bad. Like, he kind of looks at her like, are you serious? He kind of laughs at her, and Dana, like, she really, really wanted that high-five, man, and that kid just was not giving it up. I laughed for, well, at least the whole entirety of this match. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a fan bury a superstar, a talent like that. I mean, wow. So <laughs> we we go on to the match. 
Uh, Dana gets absolutely destroyed by Rhea Ripley. Uh, a burial by the fan, and then getting destroyed in the ring. I mean, ouch. Dana Brooke, dude, I never really been that big of a fan of you. They've tried pushing her a couple of times, and this is like, I don't know, the third time she's been brought out there. I just don't think it's going to work. I mean, ouch. Ripley continues beating down Dana, and out comes Natalia, and she just kind of stands there, doesn't really do a whole lot, so cool. I mean, oof. We move on to Zoe Starks getting introduced backstage as one of the newest members of Monday Night Raw. Zoe finds Nikki Cross just being, you know, crazy, just normal, nothing out of the out of the usual here. She challenges Nikki Cross to a match later on tonight. Cool. We got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Giovanni and Kaiser of Imperium. Sami getting whooped. Kevin Owens gets the hot tag. Kevin Owens goes absolutely nuts, but he runs out of gase. Sammy, at the right time, tags in, hits a haluva kick for the W. And it was at this point in the show, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, this shit is really good. This is, like, a good Raw right now. Like, consistent. Everything that they've done up until this point, I was like, this is all good. And then I was starting to ask questions, like, am I really that high? Like, is it just the weed talking right now? But I actually think this was a really good Raw, so... Another good match. Imperium looked good in defeat. And um, yeah, Kevin Owens, the man. We got Indy, Dexter Loomis, Johnny Gargano, and Candice LeRae. They are all together again. But uh, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville come over and yuck their yum. So I'm a big old fan of Johnny Gargano. Uh, the rest of them, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with Indy. She's still dealing with a injury. Dexter is... Uh, I don't know. He's just kind of existing. And Candice, she's hot and cold. Like, I don't... She's not a great promo or anything. She's, for the most part, quite good in the ring. But, I mean, Johnny Gargano is the man. So, hoping for big things out of him and this group on the main roster. We got Nikki Cross versus Zoe Stocks. We get a stiff lariat from Zoe. How you doing? Thumbs up for that. Zoe hits the Z360 for the W. And an impressive debut for Starks right here. Gets to show off that awesome finisher of hers that that 360 gts move i mean it looks so good and an effective squash max match out there i mean nikki cross was selling her soul out there she was just she was great i mean it was a well done squash we got tazawa and xavier backstage they are giggling admittedly very loudly i mean it is a little bit distracting and it's so distracting it interrupts Mommy, Rhea Ripley, while she's being interviewed, and that does it. Dom Mysterio comes over, he's pissed, and Woods wants to have a fight, so they'll have a fight about it a little bit later on. We got Trish Stratus coming out. She has declared that Becky Lynch is missing. She's got the shirt. She's telling everybody, have you seen this missing person? And Becky's music hits. The crowd goes absolutely bananas. But it's a fake out. Oh, Trish, how evil. Trish continues talking trash about Becky. The music hits again, but this time, Becky Lynch is behind Trish. She starts whooping some of that ass, calls out Stratus for a match. Trish runs away like a chicken. Crowd is booing Trish louder than ever. I mean, really solid segment here. Trish going back to what she does best. She is a great little heel, doing a really solid heel promo right here. Not bad. We got Xavier Woods versus Dom Mysterio with Rhea Ripley. Woods dominating until he is tossed out of the ring, hitting his head on the stairs. Graves and uh, KP are having like a semi-14A conversation over there. It was getting a little bit adult. I was liking it. 
We got a nice top rope kick from Xavier. He goes for the elbow drop, but Dom is able to move out of the way. Rolls up Woods, grabbing the tights for the W. Some assistance in the match there from Mommy, but Dom was really solid. And Xavier, I mean, looked good in defeat. Very fired up performance. Always love to see Xavier Woods. Hoping to see him a little bit more consistently. I mean... Out of the three New Day members, I like all three of them, don't get me wrong. I just always thought it was going to be Xavier Woods, maybe, that would have um, gotten out and gotten that um, really good solo run. I mean, we've had the championship run for Kofi. We've had a championship run for Big E. Is it is it almost time that we try out Xavier Woods and see what he can do? It's going to be interesting to see. And a really solid match right here. We got Veer and Sangha. They're getting introduced by... Nobody can hinder the gender, gender Mahal, and those guys are on Raw now, so, you know, they really didn't do anything at all in NXT, I think they had two, maybe three matches, it just really nothing down there going for them, so they're gonna try it up here, we'll see how it goes. We got The Miz trying to convince Shinsuke to team up with him, instead he's gonna get a match with Shinsuke, so, God damn it, Miz, you just can't do anything right. We got Liv Morgan and her partner, Rodriguez. I just could not get her name out of it in my head right there. Uh, they meet up with Sonia Deville and Chelsea Green, continuing to be annoying. So probably going to see them maybe fight for the championships at some point. We got Cody Rhodes getting interviewed about the beatdown that happened like an hour ago. And Cody's pissed. Cody's really pissed. And, and Cody accepts Brock's challenge. So they're going to have a fight at night at Champions. Should be pretty fun. We got the semifinals match. It is the main event. It is Finn Balor versus Seth freaking Rollins. We got some stiff strikes from both men. Finn's lip is busted open just a little bit right there. Finn buckle bombs Seth into the barricade on the outside. That was just a really nice callback. I mean, if you remember way back when Finn Balor won the Universal Championship, he had to give up that championship the very next day because he separated his shoulder when Seth Rollins buckle bombed him into the barricade. His arm got caught. Really gruesome injury. You can go back and watch it. I just love that little callback right there. That was nice. Well done. Seth feeling the pain in his arm. He hits a pedigreed, but he is not able to hook the leg of Finn Balor. He kicks out. Finn goes for the coup de grace. He misses it. Seth with an inverted stomp and then a regular stomp combo from Rollins for the W. And he will be advancing to the finals. Good match right here. No shenanigans whatsoever. Again, no judgment day. Fucking love that. Really good stuff. 7 out of 10. Really good match. And a really good show, man. Like I was... Like I said, I was high as a kite, but I was having a good time. I thought the matches were good. I thought the segments were really strong, and they did a good job introducing a lot of the new stars. I mean, Zoe Stocks. You're even seeing like some people that you're not seeing too often, like Xavier Woods, even Nikki Cross. We don't see a whole lot of her, so I think they're doing a pretty good job so far with the new rosters. I was really into the show, really liked the beginning. The tournament was a lot of fun, starting off with a triple threat. That's going to continue on SmackDown, so yeah. Pretty fucking good Raw, man. Seven and a half out of ten. I am pleasantly surprised. We will move on to NXT 2.0. And we got round one of the Women's Championship Tournament. Just a whole lot of tournaments going on right now in the WWE. Uh, I guess it's kind of love them or hate them for tournaments. I, I'm down with tournaments, man. Really like tournaments. Uh, more often than not, tournaments go very, very well for the WWE. Especially the ones that were they were having in NXT. The Cruiserweight open and all those tournaments really good stuff so we got tiffany stratton versus gg dolan tiffany stomps gg that just looked really painful like 
like double stomp, man. It looked like she didn't separate her feet really quickly enough and she kind of caught Gigi right in the face. Looked really brutal. Tiffany hits the moonsault pins and advances in the tournament. Damn, Tiffany, kind of uh, walking through Gigi Dolan right here. Looking, looking pretty strong, not bad. And a solid match to boot. I was kind of hoping for a little bit more out of Gigi, a little bit more of a competitive match. Gigi hasn't been, she hasn't been really uh, doing too well ever since the breakup of Toxic Attraction. I was expecting a lot out of Gigi and JC Jane, but so far it's been a little bit more JC Jane. She's been a little bit better, but um, still rooting for you, Gigi. Now we got the dyad with Ava versus Gallus and Joe Coffey for the NXT Tag Team Championships. No Gacy out there and the family of Dawn and Stax. They're watching over the match from up high. Uh, we get a hot start for the dyad hitting tag offense left and right. And they, they keep Gallus down. They're doing a really good job. Ivy Nile attacks Ava out of nowhere. Gallus able to pick up the W here in all of the confusion. And Gallus retain their championships. Uh, kind of a lame finish, not going to lie, but a really solid match in the ring. Dyad were flying out there, really good performance from them. I mean, in that match, they looked like they had Gallus' numbers, so we'll see how it goes for the Dyad moving forward. I, I do like the Dyad, I think they're really good wrestlers. We got Big Body Javi backstage with Chase U. He's causing issues for Duke, claiming he's trying to take over Chase U. Duke is pissed and he challenges him to a match that they're going to have right now. It is Big Body Javi versus Duke Hudson with Thea Hale. Duke hits a razor's edge for the W. A solid match. I mean, nice fired up performance for Duke and really good selling from Javi. I, the way that they're doing their booking book, uh, booking book, oh no, booking Duke right now, I feel like they have some pretty big plans for Duke Hudson. If you just look at that guy, like he is a big, I don't know, maybe 6'4 to 6'6, like two. 250, 270, really big, just looks like a fucking professional wrestler. So they might have some stuff in here for him. He's getting more and more popular each week. Stone, Mr. Stone shows the creepy baby picture to Vaughn Wagner again. And then some goof interrupts. He gets beaten up by Vaughn. And then Vaughn's just like, yeah, okay. And he just moves on and ignores the picture. I still have no idea what the fuck they're doing with this. Is Vaughn Wagner. I'm, I'm predicting that he is just a caveman that was unfrozen from a big block of ice and he's just walking among us he could be an alien though i'm not really sure what do you guys think we got eddie thorpe versus damon kemp thorn hits a running forearm here for the w uh fine match i mean it was fairly standard really nothing stood out here eddie thorpe man he's a little bit generic i mean this it's not really standing out to me he's still really early in his career he's probably still getting comfy but very very generic right now we got Braun Breaker getting interviewed about why he's a dick. Uh, it's because he doesn't care anymore. He did everything for the fans, and he's not getting any respect from them. So kind of a classic heel turn kind of um, excuse, but it, it works. We got Ilya Dragunov versus Dijak. Oh, baby, this could be good. We get some nice, loud chops between the two right out of the gate. Advantage Dragunov, which is, which is wild because Dijak is so much bigger than him. And Dijak with the... Beat red chest already. God, I love that stuff. Thumbs up. Dijak gets really frustrated. He grabs a chair. The referee tries to stop him, but Dijak just throws the referee across the ring, hits Ilya with the chair, and he gets disqualified. Boo! Dijak continues the beat down, pinning Drugunov under the steel steps. 
man, that, that kind of sucks. I was really, really hoping for an awesome match right here. But, you know, that only means that they're more than likely going to continue onward with each other. And we're going to get maybe a handful of really good matches right here. Um, not not an actual match. I mean, it was too short really to judge it, but it was okay. We got Dempsey with Drew Gulak versus Tyler Bate with Wes Lee. Just got to say, man, like Charlie Dempsey looks so much like William Regal. It's kind of scary. Uh, Joe Gacy walks out randomly to take a dive from Tyler Bate, but then Gacy bonks Tyler on the head. Dempsey with a suplex pins and steals the victory right here. God damn it, Gacy, you, you, you goofball. And I was enjoying that match, man, before he ruined it. Um, I hope these two fight again. I really like the chemistry. Trading uh, tons of counters, really good technical wrestling right here. I mean, Dempsey, Charlie Dempsey, he is like the most plain, generic looking guy. He's literally got purple trunks, just some fucking wrestling boots, and that's it. But his in-ring abilities are on point. This guy is a mat. Just, he's excellent, man. He's a really good wrestler. We got Briggs and Jensen with Henley versus Hank and Tank. Briggs blasts Tank in the face with a big boot, knocking out one of his teeth. I mean, legitimately knocked out one of his tooth. You know what we, they showed like three replays of him spitting out his tooth. So, whoo, how you doing? Then we get a huge Lariat. Briggs and Jensen pick up the win right here. Holy crap, that was a super fast-paced tag team match. Really, really solid, man. Hank and Tank, man. Uh, what's his name? It's um, Tank Abbott, I think. He's fairly new, but you got a tag team called Hank and Tank. That's money, dude. That That is going to work out, I think, really, really well. We got Nathan Frazier doing his talk show thingy. 17 NXT superstars were drafted in this draft, so that's a big blow to the roster, right? Like, they got they got the women's tag team champions that took the former NXT women's champion and 15 other superstars on top of that. So, yeah, that's that's a lot, man. Nathan Frazier calls out No Am Dar for being a weirdo, and it was an alright segment. Again, never really pictured Nathan Frazier as the guy that would have a talk show segment on NXT, but it's not bad. It's fine. Again, it reminds me of John Oliver uh, last week tonight. Pretty solid. We got a round one match. It is Kiana James versus Lyra Valkyria. Gets lots of nice counters traded between the two uh, with a nice bridge out from Kiana. I Wow, I did I did not expect that. That was very well done. Thumbs up. Lyra throwing some strikes that looked really rough. I mean, the camera wasn't doing her any favors right there, but they were missing by a lot. Kiana hits a nice powerbomb for a near fall. Lyra comes back with a big spin kick, pins, and advances in the tournament. And wow, that was a very impressive performance from Kiana. I did not know she was like... That good, man. Like, the counters, the bridge up. I was like, where the hell was that? She was hiding that from us, man. That was impressive. And Lyra, mostly solid. I still think she's a bit shaky in the ring. I don't know if that's nerves or really don't know a whole lot about her. But every time she wrestles, she tends to make a few mistakes here and there. But not too bad. Pretty solid. And now we got the family, Don and Stax. They meet up with Gallus at the pub. Don and Stax want a shot at the tag team titles. Joe Coffey says, nope. And Don says, this ain't over. So that that's pretty good. Now we move on. It is the main event. It is Trick Williams, baby. Let's see what he's got versus Braun Breaker. Trick goes for a kick, runs right into a spear. Braun locks in the recliner. Trick is forced to tap out. 
Uh, you know, pretty all right performance from Trick. He did get in some offense, which was nice. He was getting beat up by Braun Breaker, but he was getting up. He was showing some resilience out there. I just think Breaker was a little bit <laughs> too much for poor Trick Williams to handle. Breaker continues the beatdown on Trick. Out comes Carmelo for the save, but Breaker breaks him in half with a spear, and the show ends. Solid NXT. I mean, nothing really got me too excited this week, but like I said, 17 wrestlers were taken, so it's going to be a bit until we get uh, the next group of NXT superstars established. We're kind of in a semi-rebuild right here. There are still some some wrestlers, some fairly well-known wrestlers that are still here, of course, but a lot of new faces are going to be coming around. Um, I really like that uh, Charlie Dempsey's potential down here. I mean, if he continues to put on really good wrestling matches, it'll just be, you know, undeniable. If you're, if you're good, you're good. The, the crowd will notice eventually. Kiana was impressive. I, I just, I would like to see a lot more of that style of wrestling out of her going forward. That was awesome. And of course, I would love to see Tyler Bate or Ilya Dragunov to be the next, like, world champions, the next NXT champions. They're young. Dragunov might be the most intense wild man I have ever seen in the ring and Tyler Bate so lovable a natural baby face that is rare we don't get baby faces like this he's just a naturally lovable guy man he's just really good stuff solid NXT this week gonna give it a six out of ten and we'll move on now to Dynamite they are in Detroit or Detroit what how do other people Detroit I don't know. Some people say Detroit really weird. I say it Detroit, so that's where they are. Starting off with Ray Phoenix versus Claudio Castanole. Claudio trying to suplex Ray Phoenix, like, upstairs. Like, he's got him in a suplex trying to walk up the stairs and slam him into the ring. Kind of loses his balance a little bit. He falls backwards, and Ray Phoenix goes tumbling over the barricade. It looked good. I mean, I think it was a mistake, but they recovered very, very well. Phoenix runs on the barricade right after that and hits a Huracurana. Like, oh my god, dude. If he just came up with that on the fly, like, holy shit. I'm gonna give it a thumbs up for that. Claudio military presses Ray Phoenix over the barricade. That just looks painful. And Ray Phoenix rolled like 30 feet out into the crowd. I was like, how did he get all the way down there? That's amazing. Claudio hits the Ricola bomb for the W right here in a great physical match to open up AEW. I mean, goddamn, that's an 8 out of 10. Go out there and check that one out. And oh my god, guess who's back, baby? It's Miro. Everyone go crazy. It's Miro. Everyone loves Miro so much, especially me. Oh, you don't know who Miro is? Oh, that's, um, he was, a uh, what do you, Rusev, Rusev in WWE. There you go. It's been a while since I saw my boy fucking Miro, man. I, I love Rusev. I love Miro. He's awesome. He is back. He's walking around backstage and he enters Tony Khan's office. So, ooh, what's going to happen? We got FTR. They arrive. We got Double J, Lethal, Dutton, that whole situation. They want it. They want shots at the tag team titles. Briscoe shows up. He wants to be the special guest referee. They all share a toast to make it official, but instead of that, that dickweed Sanjay Dutt spits in the face of Dax. Brawl ensues. Dax accidentally uh, hits Briscoe with a pile driver. Everyone's all concerned and all that. So, yeah, I mean, it's um, another weird, silly segment between this group of people. It's uh, It was fine. It was okay. Jericho has a restraining order against Adam Cole, baby. That's fine because Roderick Strong wants to have a street fight with Chris Jericho next week. Oh, and I the second he said next week, you can audibly hear the crowd go, oh, in the background is so funny. 
And not only is Miro back, but shortly, a little bit later, Thunder Rosa is back. She is backstage, and she enters Tony Khan's office. What the fuck is going on? God damn, now that is interesting. So, um, all I've heard, you know, I've watched a little bit of the, uh, all, the AEW All Access show, and... From what I can gather from that little show there, not a lot of people were really big fans of Thunder Rosa in the locker room, so it's going to be interesting how she gets reincorporated into the company. I, I mean, when it comes to wrestlers, business is business. I mean, when it comes to making money and doing the work, they can put their differences aside, but it will be interesting to see how that goes down. we got Orange Cassidy defending his uh inter international championship what what I, I don't remember what the hell they're calling it anymore he's defending his title versus danny garcia garcia wants to have a good technical match right here with orange cassidy but orange just wants to keep messing around but then garcia's just like nope you're not doing it and he forces him into this really good battle of a match garcia has orange in a variety of nasty submissions it looks like orange tapped out there but i guess he didn't uh, he ends up rolling up garcia to retain the championship in mercy god damn that was one hell of a performance from garcia he was all over this match he was god he is very 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 good and i love the um, i just love the clash between like the seriousness of danny garcia the outrageous ridiculous ridiculousness of orange cassidy i mean they're their chemistry is off the charts. Really good stuff. Seven and a half out of thing. Then we got Christian and Luchasaurus. They are interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Christian being a douchey heel as always. He is claiming he gets whatever he wants, whenever he wants. Starts to trash talk Wardlow and his dad and Arn Anderson. Just going on a trash talk fest. Crowd is booing the bejesus out of him. I mean, of course. And, man, just another really good heel promo. I mean, the odd thing about Christian, man, is, like, he is so good on the mic, but I don't know. He always flubs words. He always does, but he's so good at bringing it back and and getting it all under control. I just wish if he could just eliminate those little bit of shaky spots, he'd be, like, one of the best heel promos of all time. Now we move on to a street fight. It is Anna Jay versus Julia Hart. Anna hits a gory bomb on a pile of chairs on the outside. That was awesome. Thumbs up for that. Julia hits a superplex. It misses the chairs a little bit, but she locks in a heartless and she picks up the W. Really solid street fight. I mean, a good use of the chairs. They were really liking the chairs in this one. Pretty good stuff. And we got an open house match, whatever the fuck that's supposed to be. Um, they said, they they asked the best friends what sti- what stipulation they wanted it to be and they said no witches. Whatever, I have no idea, dude. I have no idea. That's just what they said. So it's Best Friends and Bandito versus the House of Black for the AEW Trios Championships. Uh, Bandito on fire off of the hot tag. He appears to like wake up the Best Friends. They just didn't seem into it tonight. I don't know what was going on. House of Black come back. Brody with Dante's Inferno to retain the cha- the championships. And it was an all right match. I was hoping for a lot more though. Like honestly, this one kind of disappointed me. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's the best friends that I don't like. Like, I really, I love the, I love the gimmick of the best friends. It's just lately, they have not been giving me a whole lot, man, to really cheer for. Didn't like their performance in this match. And, like, House of Black, man, anything with Brody King in it is, like, almost guaranteed to be a banger. And just wasn't there tonight. Just was not there. We move on. It is the main event. Actually, sorry, right after this trios match, um, we get Kyle Fletcher attacking Orange Cassidy backstage. 
I don't remember who Kyle Fletcher is, so okie dokie then. We got the main event now. It is John Moxley versus Kenny Omega in a steel cage. Oh my god, I've been waiting all week for this. Blackpool Combat Club come out to beat down Kenny before the match, but the Young Bucks ain't having any of that shit. They hit a huge dive off of the stage. That was awesome. Thumbs up for that. Now back into the match. The match officially begins. Kenny has a chair wrapped in barbed wire. He throws that at Moxley. And then he just takes the chair and starts grinding it on his back. Just cutting open Moxley's back really nastily. That was a lot of blood. A lot of blood. Moxley gets his revenge with the barbed wire. Hitting Kenny with it and superplexing him onto the barbed wire. Jesus Murphy. Moxley taking apart the turnbuckle. It takes him a really long time to do so. And when he finally takes it all apart, the crowd's like, yeah, freaking out and shit. Moxley using the turnbuckle now to choke out Kenny. And he tried to pull out his tooth or some shit like Jesus Moxley. Mox then brings out the black bag filled with not thumbtacks, but broken glass chunks. Oh my God. But it is Moxley who goes back first into the glass first. Oh my God. Thumbs up for that. Moxley, now fueled by pain, he just battles back. Kenny hits a BTE trigger. He and Moxley go crashing through the cage wall. Really nasty fall there for both of them. Thumbs up for that. Kenny hits the one-winged angel, but it is Don Callis stabbing Kenny Omega in the head with a screwdriver. What the fuck, Don? What have you done? Moxley pins and wins with the help. Of Don Callis. Oh my god. Really strange betrayal right here. Wow, I mean, Kenny and Don, they're like peanut butter and jelly, spaghetti and milk, you know what I'm saying. Uh, great gruesome tag te- or um, cage match right here. I mean, best, te- best. I keep fucking saying tag team match. Best steel cage match I have seen in a while, man. That was some good shit. Moxley being an absolute beast throughout this match. He was like, when he went through, oh fuck, I forget, there was two moments where he just like hulked up, just got right back up. I think one was on that superplex, and the other was when they crashed through the wall. Like, holy fuck, Moxley. Awesome. Eight and a half out of ten. That was a great steel cage match. And Don Callis after just kind of grabbing Kenny and screaming in his face and stuff. So that's going to be really interesting and weird to see how that's going to go on. Is Don Callis going to be joining up with Blackpool Combat Club? I mean... It's fine. I mean, Kenny doesn't need Don Callis or anything like that. Kenny's fine on his own, but it's just kind of weird. I don't know if it's just like a swerve for the sake of a swerve right here, but I just, I I didn't see it coming. I mean, there was that. And it was a great dynamite this week. Maybe, quite possibly might have squeezed in too many big matches. I mean, that trios match just didn't feel right. It was probably rushed because they gave a lot of time for that steel cage match, but... God damn, bro. Miro coming back. We got Thunder Rosa coming back. That steel cage match was a banger. Like, I was hyped up for that all week, and it delivered. So, 8 out of 10 for Dynamite. Great show. Now we will dive into Rampage, which decided to be on 10.30 on Saturday night. So, you can blame Rampage for the lateness of this review. But they are still in Detroit for Rampage. They are starting the show off with a trios match. We got The Acclaimed and Daddy Ass versus Butcher, Blade, and Kip Sapien with his neon magenta hair. It's just, it's out of control. It looks really good, but I don't like you, Kip. So we got the match. Butcher and Blade cracking a smile during Caster's rap. I mean, he definitely got them. That was some funny shit. Acclaim hit the mic drop for the W here in a solid opening match. I mean, kind of your typical Acclaim stuff. It was funny, entertaining. Daddy Ass is the man. 
We got Tony Storm and the Outcast versus Allison K. Tony Storm looks like if she was if Gwen Stefani was in the Spice Girls, that's what she was looking like. I don't know. It was I don't know how I feel about that. I love Gwen Stefani, Spice Girls. Okay, you know, um, Allison anyway, uh, she is whooping some ass in the ring. She actually has Tony Storm beat, but of course, the outcast distract the referee, allowing Tony to hit the hip attack and the Storm Zero. Tony wins. It was a nice performance, though, for Allison. I mean, she wasn't willing to get squashed out there. That was nice. I kind of liked it. She does get spray painted, though, so the embarrassment levels are high. We move on. It is Kyle Fletcher of Aussie Open versus Action Andretti with Darius Martin. Action leaping to the top rope, delivers a superplex, and then hits a springboard 450 splash. I mean, that was fantastic. Thumbs up for that. Fletcher then nails a rotating tombstone for the W. Really nice move right there. And it was a good match. I mean, you got two extremely athletic wrestlers, and yeah, it was a really good match. 7 out of 10. We move on. It is the Hardy Bros and Brose. I, I, it's hard. I don't know. It's Isaiah Cassidy, I think. I don't know. They're calling him Brose. He, uh, they get interviewed by Tony Schiavone. The Hardys and everybody, they're all happy that they are done with the firm for now, which is which is pretty good. And then the ass boys come out. They want to whoop some ass, some trash talk taking place, and I guess they're going to be fighting next week. And now it is time for our main event. And Mark Henry, like... Every week, he says, it's time for our main event. Is the guy even in the building with the wrestlers? Like, he's never with anybody. He's just kind of in his own area. I don't know what's going on. So, it is the Dark Order versus Swerve and Brian Cage. We get a funny little pose-off between Cage and and Johnny Hungy. That was good. Cage powerbombs Reynolds and then deadlifts him back up for a double cutter with... Swerve. That was a really nice move right there. And then Prince Nana just being an annoying dickhead on the outside. Evil Uno is just standing there like, why doesn't Evil Uno just go over there, whoop the shit out of Prince Nana, and then just be done with it? But no, it's uh, that's not how it's going to go down. Cage and Swerve win the match. And man, I just, it was an okay match. I mean, Reynolds was really good out there. I thought he was, he's, he's like the the budget version of Adam Cole. Like, they look very similar. But it was fine. But Nana just sucked the life out of this match for me. Way too much interference. Didn't like it. And that's the end of the show. I thought it was a decent rampage. Just, I really, really don't like Swerve Strickland and the whole mogul embassy thing. It has got to be the most randomly thrown together group of wrestlers that they have in the company and they have a handful of those but this one is like just the most random you got a rap you got a rap artist you got a a dude who is pure muscle you got a prince from africa or some shit you got two samoan dudes like i i don't really know what's going on with that and their name the mogul embassy come on bro that's just trash 5.5 out of 10 for rampage this week not that good We'll finish off the show with SmackDown. They were in Tennessee, and we'll see if the WWE can keep up with Monday Night Raw. I mean, Monday Night Raw was a banger. One of the better shows I've seen out of Monday Night Raw in a while. Let's see if SmackDown can also be good. They're starting off with a heavyweight championship tournament match. Round one, it's a triple threat. Edge versus Rey Mysterio versus AJ Styles. And you got... Two of my favorite wrestlers of all time in Edge and Rey Mysterio going up against each other. And AJ Styles, who is also one of my favorites. I mean, oh man, I was very much so excited for this match. 
And they say off the start, there's 90 plus years of in-ring experience. Like, holy shit. And no, that's absolutely true. I mean, Rey Mysterio has been wrestling since he was a teenager, like early teens. AJ's over 25. Edge has got to be hitting about 30 now. Like, holy fuck. So we get to the match. There is just a, there's so many cool trio moves, man. Like Edge is like picking up Rey Mysterio and throwing him into AJ Styles. I mean, it's really cool because Edge and Rey Mysterio were SmackDown Tag Team Champions uh, for a short period of time way back in the early 2000s. So it seems like that chemistry is never a lot, like left those two. It was really good. There was one point where Rey like dives into an execution while he's taking a drop kick to the face. I mean, oh my God, there were so many cool moves. So thumbs up for all that. We get a double spear through the ropes, a really nasty fall for all three men right there, but it looked awesome. Thumbs up. We get a really nice Tower of Doom with Rey Mysterio doing like a twisty powerbomb thing. I mean, oh my goodness, another thumbs up. And then Edge starts taking bitches to school with some education, or education, sorry. That's, that, <laughs> that made me laugh. And then Ray dives into an awkward looking spear. Edge is dazed. AJ hits a phenomenal forearm, pins, and he wins. He will advance to the semifinals later in the show. And that was fucking awesome, man. That was one of the better triple threat matches I've seen in a long time. So many trio moves, like all three men getting involved. Rarely was like one guy on the outside just waiting for his moment. It was fucking awesome, man. Really good nonstop pace. There was no shenanigans. I mean, I'm fucking loving this. Eight and a half out of ten. This was excellent. Now we got the next triple threat match. It is Sheamus versus Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory. We got Theory dropkick Sheamus right upside the head. That was a clean shot. Very nice. Avalanche white noise from Sheamus. Can't put Theory away. Bobby is busted open. He has Theory in a hurt lock, but Sheamus bro kicks Theory. Bobby tosses out Sheamus and pins Austin Theory to advance. Really a much more physical, way more sweaty, just brawl style of a match. Sheamus was whooping some ass. Really good performance out of him. Theory was, you know, he was being the opportunist out there. He would pop in at the right times, trying stealing the pin, and then, you know, Bobby was throwing bitches around. It was pretty decent. Seven out of ten. I thought it was good. We got Grayson Waller uh, meets Adam Pierce next week. He's gonna do the Grayson Waller effect. So I don't know how I feel. Like they did this a couple times in the show where they just showed the people the the new NXT arrivals or new arrivals in general, and they just said that, oh, they're going to do shit next week. It's like, did you really need to show them off? It, like, I don't know. It just wasn't really, I didn't really like it. We got Baron Corbin versus Cameron Grimes, one of the new guys. Baron trips Cameron about being the last pick in the draft. The bell rings and Grimes just caves in Baron's chest with the stomp, pins and wins. That was a really funny squash match. I mean... I actually enjoyed that. It was well done. Made Cameron look really good, so I liked it. Thumbs up. We got Roman Reigns. He returns with the bloodline. Roman is praising Solo Sokoa, but claims there's a problem. It's the Usos. Oh, snap. Roman is pissed that they lost at WrestleMania and then dedicated a match to him. And he's pissed off because he's like, I ain't no tag team, dog. So I was like, uh, okay, that's interesting. Roman wants an apology. He gets in Jimmy's face, but then Jay cuts in and he apologizes. So trying to calm everything down. Then Paul Heyman announces it will not be the Usos fighting for the tag team championships. It's going to be Solo and Roman. So holy crap. I mean, the Usos are absolutely devastated. Ultimate dick move from Roman Reigns right here. Good segment. Thumbs up. 
Later, we have the Usos. They get into it with the LWO, so possibly they're going to be getting into it. That should be pretty damn good. We got New Arrivals Damage Control interviewed Bailey belittles EO, not very nice, and claims they will win the women's tag team titles back. So, still kind of teasing that maybe EO is going to break away from Damage Control. I like that, but... um. We'll just have to wait and see, man, because Bailey, I don't know, I really like Bailey. Dakota really hasn't done much in damage control. It's definitely been more focused on EO, but I still like Dakota Kai. She's fine. We move on. It is Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez versus Bailey and Dakota Kai with EO. This is for the women's tag team championships. We got Dawn and Fire. They are watching backstage the NXT women's champions or tag team champions. We get a nice double choke slam from Raquel. Then she uses Liv Morgan as a weapon, as they've been doing for a while. I really like it. Thumbs up. Bailey makes EO cheat. It backfires. Liv is able to roll up and pin and retain the championships. Pretty solid match. Like, I definitely, definitely love the Liv Morgan being used as a weapon. That's the best thing they got going for them right now. So, And it keeps getting better. So they keep building a little bit more and more momentum each week. They're still not... a good tag team but pretty decent so far getting better we got new arrivals pretty deadly they meet the brawling brutes oh baby that could be some really good shit i would i i like the idea of that you got the brawly serious guys and then pretty deadly just the most over the top flamboyant crazy guys so that could be a really good mix i'm looking forward to see how pretty deadly is going to do on smackdown we got Bianca Belair back in her home of Tennessee to celebrate her record title reign. She gets immediately interrupted by Asuka so she can spit the black mist in her face. Bianca goes 11 out of 10, just fucking losing her mind. She's screaming. She's in pain. I mean, it was really, she sold the shit out of that mist. So well done. Now we got, it is the main event. It is the semi-finals match. AJ Styles versus Bobby Lashley. No, yeah, I guess it, oh yeah, it is Bobby. Okay, we'll go with it. So Bobby hits AJ into the ring post, busts open his cut again, possibly adding a new one here. AJ targets the cut, punching it. This causes more blood to come out of Bobby's head. So we're getting a little bit more blood out of the WWE than I'm used to anyway, which is, I'm good with this. And then AJ goes for a kick on Bobby. I don't know what's going on with the cameraman right now, but they catch... You know, AJ not hitting Bobby Lashley at all, so I I don't know, man. AJ then hits the phenomenal forearm, pins, and advances to the final. I like that AJ was going for the cut. I mean, it looked like he just, he saw blood and he was like, I'm going to go after it. More than likely something he's going to get, you know, talked to about after the match, but I, I enjoyed that. I thought it was good. And a good back and forth match. Not bad. Seven out of ten. And that was a really, that's the end of SmackDown. I thought it was a really good SmackDown. Looking forward to seeing the new NXT arrivals next week. And I've been loving the lack of shenanigans. Oh my God, dude. Like, especially recently on both AEW and WWE, just just almost 75% of the matches they're going to get interfered with. And WWE right now, they have just completely like taken out shenanigans. It's been awesome. So really enjoying that. SmackDown was really good this week. Quite impressed. Seven and a half out of 10. And now we will move to the three stars of the week. Some pretty good wrestling to talk about this week. So Backlash is also going to be added into contention for this week's three stars. So I'm going to start out with a couple of shout outs here. We got Orange Cassidy versus Danny Garcia. 
that was a good match. I really like the clashing styles of the two. I mean, Orange Cassidy can go, but his character, he's more goofy. And Danny Garcia is like very serious, wants to whoop some ass. And he like forces Orange into a fight with him. Really enjoy, enjoyed that match. The triple threat on Raw, Seth Rollins, Damian Priest, and Shinsuke. I mean, fuck yeah, that was some really good stuff. Really enjoyed that match, but it just just got eked out by the third star of the week goes to Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest at Backlash. I mean, how can you not like enjoy like that was just such a hell of a fun match. Bad Bunny blew everybody away. He literally stole the show. I mean, probably by design, they gave Bad Bunny and Damian Priest a ton of time for their match. They did everything man they got all the weapons in there the cameos were out of control i still have not seen carlito since uh, his little appearance there at backlash i would love for carlito to get back into the fold and wrestling again but uh i don't know man really good match though second star goes to and this one's really tough but i think second star i'm gonna give it to kenny omega and john moxley their steel cage match on dynamite it was awesome, man. One of the better steel cage matches I've seen in a while. It was brutal. There was blood. Of course, I mean, it's a John Moxley match. It's not a Moxley match without blood, but really enjoyed that. And then the twist at the end with Don Callis turning on Kenny. Really didn't see that coming. We'll see how that goes. I mean, I feel like maybe it's a little bit forced, but it's it's different. I mean, we'll, we'll go with it. And my first star, basically because it featured my two favorite wrestlers of all time. Just killing it. Edge, Rey Mysterio, AJ Styles, triple threat match, SmackDown, way, just stupidly good, way too good, I mean, you guys were absolutely killing it, it's, it's, uh, I like that they started the show off with that match, but, like, there was no way anybody was topping that match, I mean, like I said, you had 90 plus years of experience in that ring, and wow, did it ever show, like, that was such a fucking well done triple threat match, no shenanigans, they didn't even need weapons, it was just offense 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 and it was just really fucking good highly recommend you go check out that match you will not be disappointed it was freaking awesome good enough for the first star this week and that is the show everybody thank you so much for listening sorry that it came out on sunday instead of saturday you can blame fucking rampage for that please stop doing that rampage it's just way too late and rampage this week just was not worth the wait man i was so disappointed when i watched that i was like you really i waited I waited all this time, and, and this this is what I get. Just wasn't up to par on Rampage. So that is the show. Again, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Tomorrow will be the GX GamerCast. I got a big one. It is a versus episode. It is the Xbox 360 versus the PS3 versus the Nintendo Wii. We, it is going to be a hell of a fun episode. I had a blast recording that episode, so that will be coming out tomorrow for everybody. Wednesday will be the hockey cast, and I mean, the Toronto Maple Leafs are out, so it's it's going to be a conversation. We're going to have a conversation about about that on Wednesday, possibly Tuesday. We'll see how the schedule goes this week, but um, I definitely will be addressing the elimination of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Don't you worry. And it, hey, listen to me. I sound okay, right? So I think I'm doing okay. Hopefully my other Leaf fans out there are doing all right. If you want some more content with, with me in it, you can go check out the YouTube channel. All the links are down in the description below. Playing through Resident Evil 8 Village right now. Getting my shit scared on a 
episodic, episodic, I think that's the word, episodic basis, getting scared a lot, man, so if you if you want to go watch that, I'd really appreciate it, let me know what you think, you can also follow along on Twitter, the link is also down there, you can send in your questions, anything related to video games, wrestling, hockey, or just in general about the podcast, you want to send in a question, be my guest, I can answer it live for you on the show, as long as it's appropriate and all that good stuff, so keep your noses clean out there, everybody, be safe, be good, and have yourselves a lovely day, we'll be back again tomorrow.